Welcome to Cannabis School. I'm your host, Jesse Angelus. And I'm Brandon Elder. And we're here to talk to you about everything pertaining to cannabis, from vape, flower, edibles, strains, and everything in between. So Brandon, the flower, this indica flower, purple swish, what is it going to look like? Is it going to be really dense looking, like really small? Because you're talking about it like a little miniature Christmas tree, which is a great way for me to visualize it. If we look at it, is it going to be really big, puffy? Is it going to be really small and dense? What is it going to look like? Yeah, so flower can range from, like you said, tight little dense nugs to big flowery bushy nugs. And this is a lot more bushy, airy nug. It's not super dense, but it does have a lot going on between the colors, sparkly crystals of the trichomes. Trichomes? Well, let's. we can get into that one later on, but uh, you know, when you were talking about nugs, what is a nug? A nug is basically just a little piece of flour. But what is that term nug? Is it like a nugget? Yeah, short like, for a nugget. A nugga, right? Like a, a nugget. gold nugget. Definitely. Some people would say this is just like gold. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at the market, definitely said that. So we've got a nugget over here or a nug. And that, when we, we see that one that you said, it was it's not super tight. It's not really puffy. So it's a little in between. Yeah, I, I would say it's a good middle ground looking flower. You're not super small, but you're not the biggest, largest nugs either. It's just a good middle range flower. So I know there's a lot of different ways to being able to consume cannabis, right? Uh, But today we're going to be focusing more on the inhalation of cannabis over there. That can be through smoking it. When I talk about inhalation, and especially this particular flower, what are we talking about? Yeah, some of the most popular ways to inhale, you know, people use bongs or water pipes regular pipes joints are also common for those people who like to smoke there's also vaporizers which basically just bakes the flour instead of lighting on fire so you get less of the chemicals that come through there a lot more of the flavor you can also use an inhaler which is less common but still many ways to inhale yeah, it kind of sounds like that the evolution of cannabis, I mean, definitely go back to the 1960s, 70s, and even prior to that, when cannabis was used, it was primarily smoked. It wasn't the different ways that we have it today, but it's very unique to be able to see in our time that cannabis can be ingested and, and smoked and, and so many different ways taken. And we'll definitely go throughout this through, through this entirety of this podcast. But when we talk about this particular strain over here um got this feeling in there i want to know what am i going to feel in there is there kind of like an overall sense of how i could feel this is something that i need to be worried about am i going to be anxious on this i mean there's a lot of things that people have misconceptions with cannabis yeah definitely so this one common feelings or side effects of purple swish is happy sleepy relaxed One of the most common things that people use it for is actually depression. Really? That's crazy. Looking through all the research that you've been able to find, you're finding that that helps with depression. Why would that be? Just from the simple fact alone that it releases serotonin and endorphins through the brain can help with someone who is in a depressive state. Okay, so there's studies done on this one. I guarantee that, especially as wide use of it now. So with depression over there, so people who are got a little bit more than the common blues 
are looking for something to be able to level out. Have you ever experienced that yourself? Depression? Yes. Oh, definitely. And yeah. Has cannabis been a part of that to be able to help in certain times? I have no longer used an antidepressant in five, six years now. Wow. So it's been fantastic. Um, yeah, just like everyone, there's depressive moments or depressive feelings. Correct. But cannabis has definitely been able to help mitigate that. Yeah. Oh, I, I would I would only... I mean, for myself as well, I, I mean, I took antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication, if you can call it that, whatever it was. Um, there was a lot of horrible side effects I had with that one. And if it wasn't for cannabis and you introducing me to cannabis, because for me, cannabis in my youth was hey, let's go get high. And the feeling you got was definitely euphoric, but the intent was to, like drinking alcohol. When you drink alcohol, you, there, there is a specific feeling that you're going to get. And across the board, pretty much everybody feels that. But with Indica, and you introduced me to this world, with all, I mean, not just Indica, but with all cannabis, uh, there is definitely a different feeling that you get from it. So, I mean, it, with you introduced me to that, and giving me a little bit more of the the essence of what it's about and try this strain, try that strain, try this deliverable method and, and whatever else you are giving me, that was definitely able to help out a lot where now I've been, what has it been like, two years? Two years, three years almost. Uh, I have not taken an anti-anxiety, antidepressant medication. So you're exactly right when we talk about depression and in there and we're not doctors we're not therapists what we've been able to feel on our own is this has definitely been able to help and purple swish sounds like a great alternative to being able to take a type of medication such as that oh definitely purple swish is also one of my favorite indicas that i have ever smoked so you talked about taste earlier over there um you know for some people that are listening to this one i don't want the misconception that i'm going to taste something grapey because it sounds like it's going to be a grape flavor it does take a while i feel if you're smoking it to get used to tasting the tones okay kind of like drinking a wine or a whiskey when you first taste it when you're first drinking it doesn't taste you're not tasting hints of anything yeah it you're awful. tasting alcohol and it tastes terrible right when you're using cannabis a lot of the times when you're first getting into it you taste burning right you don't have the palate to see no i've got these flavors most people don't understand too that the very first part of that bowl that joint is going to have a lot cleaner flavor okay yeah i can see that i mean i i used to be a smoker for many years when taking cannabis in that in that smoke form my, my first uh, interactions with that was definitely that. And it was very just awful. And uh, I, I had no idea that there was such a wide and varying ranges of them. I thought they were all dried and taste like crap. It's like, okay, cool. It literally, like, is the sensation of smoking my front lawn. Yeah, it was terrible my first time. I yeah. remember puking, hacking up a lung. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just awful. But when you, when you talk about it now... Um, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, even though I've been using cannabis for about three years now and frequently, it now gives me this sense of like, okay, I can start to taste a difference, but I'm, my palate's not there yet. So with somebody new getting into cannabis, should they be more thinking along the lines of, of looking at it more of a connoisseur, like, you know, 
like a sommelier, you know, tasting wines and stuff like that, can would they be able to tell a difference or, or should that not be a big concern for them when getting into cannabis? I think that depends on your reason. Okay. And and your delivery method. If you are using dabbing, even you can do what's activating your product before you use it. Because cannabis, when you take it home, whether it's flour or concentrates, usually you have to activate that with heat, whether it's baking it in the oven, a direct flame, or just over a certain temperature you have to activate it to get the effects okay that makes sense and and, and so i mean you're, you're bringing up a lot of different things over there and i, I really want to go deep into that one with you and throughout this podcast because that would be really amazing there's so many different ways as, as people may have this misconception that cannabis is only one way you can smoke it right or brownies that's common oh, I got some cookies i got some brownies uh, you hear that quite often, but there's so many different types of products and we'll be able to go through them deep in this podcast and being able to help individuals such as where I was at. You know, I didn't know a whole lot. You had a lot of things leading up to when you first started being able to use it. And I do notice that there is a difference in everything that I do by being able to consume cannabis and my life is different from it. So you, we're talking about Purple Swish, and within Purple Swish right there, can can I just grow this anywhere? Is this common throughout the United States, or is that really, is that a real big concern about somebody who consumes cannabis? Where was it grown? Uh, does that affect the, the potency of it? Um, we were talking about Purple Swish early before we got on here, and where was it from? Purple Swish is most commonly found in Colorado, mostly in Denver, Aurora, that area. Okay, cool. And and would it be that the climate over there, I mean, it's in the West, um, there's a lot of cannabis grown throughout the West, but it depends on where it's grown at. Like if you've got it Southern, maybe like in the Texas region, very dry, not very humid, even if it's near the coast, it would be different because it's a different type of moisture as opposed to the Northwest. And Colorado's like a little in between, right? Yeah. Every environment that it's grown in, takes in pollen other things from everything in the area so any strain grown in a different state will have slightly different effects feeling smells just because of the atmosphere that it's grown in okay cool yeah that makes a lot of sense it and so depending on where it's grown so i know that now this is kind of a hail mary i'm just throwing this at you but if you say you've got a place where they got greenhouses is that going to make it a difference or is it the elevation? What, what are we talking about here? Introducing a greenhouse or an indoor grow definitely can be different. You also run into different issues when trying to grow indoor versus outdoor. Yeah. Just like having a house plant inside versus a plant outside. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I mean, I'm going to get the same plant, but it's just going to be different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can... Indoors, you can control 100% of the environment, so you can create a much cleaner, specialized product. Outdoor, you have the elements that you can only control so much. Even with a greenhouse, they'll have lighting schedules, other things that, unless you introduce other lighting or other factors, you're left to Mother Nature. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go into the fun part over here, the smell. Now, cannabis has a very 
particular smell. And as before we got on, we were we were smelling uh, different bouquets of different flowers right over there, which is it's hilarious to sound like, oh, the bouquet of the flower. Like, what, what's this rose smell like? You can smell a rose. And typically cannabis to me, I will smell certain things. But you smell something different in there. I smell a very strong, a little bit of the skunky, but a very strong mint. But maybe I'm wrong here. What am I going to smell with purple swish? Oh, with purple swish? Purple swish is different than what we were smelling before. Purple swish has grapes, berry, and then woody flavors when you smoke it. Okay, very earthy. Most of the people listening, they actually know, and you talked about it quite a bit, that cannabis has to be brought to a certain temperature in order for the effects of cannabis to be able to go into your bloodstream. And so if I take this nug and I eat it, am I going to feel the experience of what I would do if I was to inhale it? Oh, no. In fact, you won't feel really anything in comparison. Your body still will take in the cannabis because there's cannabinoids in there, but for the most part, you won't feel any of that euphoria, that high that comes with ingesting or smoking something that's activated. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking like, you know, people have this this weird idea that they can eat it and they're going to get the effects that they're looking for. And, oh, yeah. I mean, you'd have to consume an, an obscene amount. Even then, though, I, I know that typically it's THCA that's found in flour that before you activate it. Once you activate it, it drops off that A and is just the THC that gets you high or causes that euphoria. I don't know if there is really an amount that you could eat. It would just be like a really expensive salad. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want blue cheese or ranch? Is that uh, maybe that'll change it up? I don't know. Maybe the blue cheese goes better with the skunkiness. There you go. (laughs) Okay, so we talked about what what the strain is. You know where it's grown, the effects you're gonna feel, and um, that misnomer right there. Right for anybody who's being introduced to cannabis, of course. uh, Those of us who have been consuming cannabis for a while, we're probably thinking that that was a dumb question. But you know uh, that's what my goal is here. Is and and I know that with Brandon. You're an expert in this field. You, you've put so much time and research into that one. And I lean on to you quite a bit when I have questions about cannabis. And so as we are going into this, I, I want to be able to be that, that gateway for people so that they can be really educated in that sense of knowing exactly what they can and cannot do with this that's going to give them the desired effect. So we're talking about smoking it, right? So honestly, going back in the day, we're talking about joints, doobies, a blunt, whatever, right? Uh, as a, a cannabis cigarette for the the layperson, what are the different ways? And explain the devices over there. So you'd said bong or water pipe. Pipe. Uh, so uh, avoiding a bu- a blunt, a, a joint, a cigarette. Take me into that one. Let's go into bong. What what is a bong going to be different? Why is it different to smoke out of a bong? And what does a bong look like? Yeah, so a bong is, it looks like a big decorative vase. Okay. Almost. You put flowers in it. It's exactly like a vase. Yeah, you put flowers in it. (laughs) (laughs) With that, it's basically just a pipe that introduces water. 
So it runs, once you ignite that, it runs the smoke through water to filter out some of the heat and some of the carcinogens that are found when you smoke. Okay. That causes it to cool it down, just make it easier. You can take really big hits that way, or you can also just take really little ones. Okay. So you can smoke in a little bit, smoke in a lot, and and that affects the, the temperature of it so it doesn't hurt your lungs as much. Yeah, the water helps bring it down. Bongs also have what's called ice catchers on some of them, which is just a place to put ice up top, which cools it down even more as it goes through. Oh, I can imagine that sensation. I've never experienced an ice one, but it, that sensation, you know, based upon your experience, are, are you actually feeling that little bit of cool air in there? Kind of like a like if you had minty gum? Yeah, you can. It can be a little bit cooler as it runs through there. An interesting thing to try is to also put really hot water in there because then it's like using a steam vaporizer when you inhale. Oh, so it opened up the capillaries inside your lungs. Yeah, it feels totally different. I don't even know if capillaries in your lungs is a real thing, but let's just say lungs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go with that. Capillaries are throughout. Yeah. Not a medical expert. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. So you're being able to smoke a bong. Now, you talked about a water pipe. Is that the same as a bong? It is, um, but you... Sometimes they're uh, also a bubbler, which is a little handheld version of a bong or a pipe that just introduces a little bit of water. So you can do smaller hits because it is a smaller piece, but for the most part, it's just the same. That's pretty cool. Well, this is awesome. Brandon, great. Yeah, I, I can't wait to be able to go deeper into that. Uh, for those listening, you know, give us uh, a little bit of feedback over there. You know, what else, what did you learn? What was the great takeaway over here? Uh, did you uh, learn something new today? For those of us who, uh, you know, who have old hat for them, you know, did, was there something that you learned? Was there something else that you'd like to learn? Thank you so much for being on the show. And um, yeah, thanks for joining. Yeah, man, uh, this is really cool. I can't wait to be able to get this uh, out there to more people. And uh All right, everybody, take care.